live. We're here. It's the Caleb Jackson Podcast. If you first listen to this podcast, please follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Podcast, etc. There's a lot of them, a lot of places. Um, follow, uh, go on my website as well on Anchor and follow there as well at uh, anchor.fm slash Caleb Jackson Podcast. Also follow me on Twitter at DCJack. That is the T-H-E-C-J-A-C. And yes, but it's the same introduction every time, you know. You know what show you're listening to, you know what it's set, you know what it is, man. But anyways, um we're here on a Monday uh afternoon, just two twenty one in the PM. Uh not much to uh it's kind of a slow day, honestly. Um it's cloudy, so it's really a chill day. So I just got to brainstorming, thinking about stuff and I I will always come up with something something to talk about no matter what. And but before I get into the topic of today's podcast, I want to start by talking about another thing that's been interesting me lately, and that is the Conjuring series. And let me where did my phone go? Uh, because I want I I want to talk about this because the latest the latest movie in the Conjuring series is got my attention by um just the uh, first of all the trailer was badass. Um, this this like the type of shit. It's like the type of trailer that makes you want to see that movie type shit. And, um, where is, let me, man, where is my phone? All right, no, here it is. Hold up. Ah! ah! Oh, oh, damn. Oh, okay. I just fell out my seat on the podcast, but you know, it's all good. Hey, we're still rolling. We're still live. Okay. But, anyways, so... Phone in my hand. All right, we're all good. We're green. All right, catch this podcast. Back to what I was saying. So, Conjuring series, like I was saying. Um, the first one I saw, I think the first Conjuring I saw was actually The Conjuring 2. And now, I'm not by any means, like, you wouldn't necessarily call me a horror movie fan. Um, the only horror movie series I've all seen, I've seen all the paranormal activities. Um, stuff like The Grudge and, like... Whenever there's like a specific, a really specific storyline, especially through movies that I can follow, that's when I'm a movie series person. Like Harry Potter, John Wick, all like Lord of the Rings, Matrix, I'm a movie series person. But when it comes to The Conjuring, so I, I've not seen any of the Annabelle movies, which I need to. Um, I've seen all The Conjurings. I've seen um, the Insidious movies, which Insidious is, depending on how you think of horror movies, it... it <sighs> It's like halfway, halfway funny. It's a not how I say funny, but I mean honestly, they are kind of funny. Um, but it's like halfway horror movie because like some of the it's more like just jump scares with Insidious, for me at least. Um, and like more, it's more of a thriller, I guess. Um, and I really don't know what how to tell that difference between. Um, actually, you know, let's just go to Google real quick and just see what the difference is between thriller movies and horror movies is. Um, difference between. Thriller and horror, and like or suspense, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, there's all just one of the main differences between the two genres can be found in their names. A horror movie wants to horrify, obvious, was a thriller film wants to thrill. Okay, I don't know, I guess it's what you get horrified by because, like, I, I don't know, like, some people get horrified by shit like spiders, and like, I don't know, like, pop scares might thrill somebody or it might horrify somebody, who knows, but I don't know, the, depends on how you want to. I feel like the genre of the movie all kind of depends. There's a, I got this kind of like you know, 
whoever whoever's watching it or I guess how you see the movie, whether or not it's kind of the genre in your mind. I mean, you could honestly call Insidious a damn near damn near a, a horror comedy <laughs> at times, but uh, well, you call any horror movie really a horror comedy. But like, but what then? Like the question, I beg the question: Like, what would you call the movie? It's like a horror movie to me would be like Chainsaw Massacre. That shit is horrifying. Like, that shit is scary as fuck. Like, I would not want that shit to happen. That's like, I think that would be more of a thriller movie. But for me, like, hell no, I don't want to see that shit. Um, but I don't know. That's just me though. But let's let's see. Um, I actually had a list of all of the movies pulled up earlier, and. Actually, it's funny because I want to watch them back in order. And Oh, I also saw The Nun as well. The Nun was... As opposed to The Conjuring movies, The Nun was pretty, the Nun was pretty good. Um, when they, <laughs> at, the very, at the very beginning, when... Um, I don't want to spoil the movie, but... Uh, when the first Nun said, not even God can help, I said, whoa, whoa, hey, huh? Like, not even... Who? Like, well, shit. No, we in trouble then. But anyways... So the so in chronological order, here's how they go. So they were released. Annabelle was the first one. Oh yeah, no, the first the Conjuring was the first one, 2013. Then Annabelle was the first one in 24. Well, second one, 2014. And then 2016 was the Conjuring two. 2017 was Annabelle creation. 18 was the Nun. 19 2019 was Annabelle comes home and the Curse of La Llorona. Or Llorona. I don't know. And then um, that was 2019 as well. And then The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, is the one that's coming out in 2021. And in chronological order, in in order of the movies, The Nun takes place first in 19... Well, the present setting of The Nun is like early, like early... Like before... I want to say like 1400s, I want to say. Annabelle Creation was like 17... Oh, no was like 1900s I want to say. I really don't know. But um I think all the in what in which the movies take place and in which the the present setting of the movies or the storytellers of the movies take place. But anyways, 1952, 1958, 1970. So, the Nun was 1952. Annabelle was 1978. Annabelle was 1970. The Conjuring was 1971. Annabelle Comes Home 1972. The Curse of La Llorona. Llorona? I don't know. But um, 1973 was The Curse of La Llorona. And The Conjuring 2 was 1977. And The, the Devil Made Me Do It was the new Conjuring this year. It was takes place in 1981. So, the, the biggest thing that got me, con- like, got my attention with that one was when they were in court discussing how demonic possession could be a legitimate defense, okay? And in which, from a from a law and both logical standpoint, when he said in the, in the trailer that, um, the main character said in the trailer that, you know, the court accepts the existence of God every time someone gets up to testify. And so he said, I think it's about time that the court accepts accepts the existence of the devil and demons and and also demonic possession in which could you legitimately could you legitimately try to get somebody off with and I won't say excuse but uh by way of demonic possession or could you say someone is innocent of a crime because they were demonically possessed um that 
the proof the having to prove that would be the hardest thing, obviously. Um, but just it, it would interest me to see how it would play out and how exactly the proof how exactly the proof would be not only conveyed and displayed, but also how they would get the proof and what they would have to do to indeed show that someone at the time who was not currently under demonic possession, but at the time was or could have been under demonic possession. And I was watching something the other day. I think I think it was a Stanford um it was a Stanford little lecture on YouTube, it's like from ten years ago. And it was a life uh and behavior analysis class. And the professor wrote down um, on the board. He wrote down menstrual period, anabolic steroids, and eating too much junk food. And he said that all the thing that they all have in common were actually that they're all been they've all been um, defenses used in court for murder cases in court. And I was thinking, I was like, if eating too much junk food or anabolic steroids can therefore being on drugs can be a or if, if you take a legal drug, I mean you're going to jail regardless, but if anabolic steroids and say eating junk food can be a defense in court and potentially actually get somebody off, then logically could demon could the actual could actual good proof of demonic possession actually get somebody off in court? Who knows? Um, I can tell you there've been some people who are who did not use the defense of demonically uh, demonically possessed, but I mean you could Casey Anthony. Um, yeah, there's something wrong. Uh, yeah, no, it's. When it comes to the legal system, I have my gripes about it. But when actually like interpreting the law and how it works, it's act to me is pretty interesting. So it's more of the way the law is. First of all, we do have dumbass laws, but the way the laws are enforced as well. But that's a whole other topic for another time. And also, I might actually do a demonology podcast. It's I, mm, because because in the in the thought of mental health and perception and everything. I want to actually, I don't want to be demonically possessed at all. I'd fuck that shit. But I want to better understand, I guess, how how demonic possession actually really works and how, not even how it really works, but how a, um, how a soul, your soul can be possessed by something else without you necessarily knowing it, I guess. I don't know. But, I mean, at the same time, you can make the argument just by everyday living that your soul is, I don't know, you know, who knows. But it'd be a very, very interesting podcast, and hopefully I'll probably get around to it. Um, but it'll be interesting, it will definitely be interesting trying to research about it. Um, and just, not only that, but witchcraft, and, because, I'm going I'm to venture off topic real quick, but, I mean, with light, there is darkness, and that's just in life, and, you know... Like I said, you can conjure up spells for good, just as you can conjure up spells for bad or whatever. And, you know, like I said, it'll be something interesting for me to look into and hopefully interesting for me to do a podcast on. So I'll get to that eventually. But today's podcast topic is uh, quite current. Um, the fight happened last night, Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather in an exhibition match taking place in Miami, Florida. And I had a lot to say about this fight. Um, I actually didn't watch the fight. Nothing really bad about the fight, actually. I don't have a lot to say bad. Um, a lot to say that's good, actually, and just kind of critique and give my perspective on it, I guess. So, first of all, um, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch the fight, so I can't tell you if it was good or not, or I can't give you a breakdown analysis of the fight. Um, 
I did see the video or the short clip of when um, Floyd Mayweather actually tagged Logan Paul pretty good on the ear, and Logan Paul actually lost his balance. And um, people were saying that Logan Paul got knocked out mid-fight and Floyd Loki helped him up. Yes and no, because if you've seen, if you actually know and watch boxing or just know about fighting and just combat in general, if you hit somebody in their ear, you're going to knock off their equilibrium no matter what. I've seen it in the two most recent fights I've seen it in where the the boxing matches were Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz and that was the one that was one that um Andy Ruiz upset Anthony Joshua for the heavyweight title maybe I think that was a about a year and a half two years ago I want to say and then the other one was when Deontay Wilder lost the heavyweight title to uh yeah lost the uh, heavyweight title to was it Tyson Fury excuse me um I actually watched that fight live and you could tell I think it was third round you could tell that something just was not right. And I think it was like an ear shot. He's actually bleeding from his ear. And like I said, whenever that happens, you know, it's just, you're already out on your feet. And like I said, your equilibrium's knocked off already. And so you kind of just out on your feet at that point and just keep fighting. And those fighters, like, one thing about fighters and boxers, they are crazy ass motherfuckers. All right. Like, to be able to. Like, I'm playing football, you know how to shake injuries off or like kind of. <laughs> you know when you're not okay necessarily, but at the same time, you know where you can still go. And to be in a fight and keep doing that shit, um, and just the way those guys just be bloodied and busted the fuck up, it's like I, all kind, all due respect to the to them, because that shit right there, is, I can't, I I wouldn't be able to do that shit. I'll be, I maybe this maybe it's somewhere in me that I could do that shit. Maybe I could bring that out, but. Man, like Nate Diaz, like the, or the Diaz brothers, they just they they fight. That's what they do. Like they will, like Nate Diaz probably fight for free if you let them. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Um, and I even know there's some people who will just just love what they they feel like what they are born to do is fight people. You know what I mean? And like I said, nothing wrong with it at all. Just you crazy motherfucker and don't come try to fight me. I'm I'm over here chilling. But so yeah, I can't really say much about the fight, but like I said, and again, props to Logan Paul for actually getting in there in the ring with arguably the best boxer of all time. Um, because, like I said, there's only there's only legitimately maybe a handful in in terms of the entire world population. There's only really a handful of people who have stepped in the ring with Floyd Mayweather in a legit in a legit exhibition or fight. And Logan Paul can add his name to that. He's on a list of people with Manny Pacquiao, Canelo Alvarez, Oscar De La Hoya. Um, man, just, the list is endless, really. Um, Marcos Maidana, um, Juan Manuel Marquez. Like he had, like, he's in. He's Conor McGregor. Shit, uh, he has a. He joins a list of people who have stepped in the ring and also have been beaten by Floyd Mayweather because the man is 51. I think in actual boxing matches, aside from he had an exhibition match over in Japan where he beat this MMA guy in a boxing match, I believe. Or it might have been an actual MMA fight. I have no idea. But um, he had an exhibition in Japan. He won that one. So technically, Floyd Mayweather's professional record or record overall, who knows how what his record is overall because he was an amateur boxer before that. And like I said, just the list of people who've been in the ring with Floyd Mayweather is not that long. But hey, Jake Paul, excuse me, Logan Paul can say he added his name to the list. Will Jake Paul say he added his name to the list? I don't know. Would I want to see that fight? Not really. Did I want to see his last fight? Not really, because I knew what was going to happen. Um, the only thing I can say, the only one, the one thing I can say about that last fight was that 
Logan Paul, I will say this right here, Logan Paul actually had a chance. Now, when I say a chance, okay, the fact that he's in the ring and has gloves on his hands and is swinging as well means that he has at least some kind of chance. I don't, I don't, matter, I don't care how small the chance is. He has some kind of chance of winning. Just a it could have point zero 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 one percent chance of winning. Uh, but he still had it somewhat. And not only that, but the fact that just science and just physics. Floyd Mayweather is five foot eight, one hundred fifty five pounds, and Logan Paul was fighting at like six foot two, two hundred ten, two hundred fifteen pounds. So if Logan Paul had legit caught Floyd Mayweather with a shot, which was not gonna happen. But if 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 he actually caught him with a good glance, you might have seen the upset of the of of all time. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I I mean I, I said Logan Paul has a chance and it would have been interesting to see if Logan Paul I mean this thing if the first person to knock out one of the greatest boxers of all time was Logan Paul. That I don't know. You know? But like I said, it was fun for everybody. Uh, it was just, and like you said, like you can see after the fight, why, like what happened with the fight. And if people saying the fight was trash or whatnot, look, that's on you for fighting the fight. I knew the fight wasn't gonna be a good fight. That's why I didn't buy that shit. And I knew I was gonna be able to either a watch it on YouTube again and watch the highlights on YouTube, or b somebody was gonna stream that bitch for me, or I could probably Facetime somebody and find it. But I was not gonna pay for that fight. Um, but other than that, though, I am I, I'm 100 percent a Floyd Mayweather fan. I I won't watch his. I mean, you probably won't be able to watch his fights anymore. It probably is gonna be his last fight ever. Honestly, he's like 44 years old now. But the only other fight I want to see Floyd Mayweather fight is against Canelo Alvarez. Floyd Mayweather, Canelo Alvarez, too, would be an absolute barn burner of a fight. And I think they said that the purse for that fight would be roughly... The purse for that fight... God, that that would be a billion-dollar fight. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, you talk about pay-per-view buys... Floyd Mayweather would probably get 200 million just for showing up to the to the event in the first place, and that's how Floyd Mayweather gets paid. Now I'm actually gonna get into the pay because that excuse me, that's actually another topic of discussion that I got from last night. And really, Logan not Logan Paul, but Jake Paul actually made a comment about it, saying that um, what he's doing is good is kind of good in a sense. It's good and bad for the for both sports because. I'll say the good, right? Well, I'll say the bad. I'll get the bad out of the way because oh, I'll, I'll get the bad out of the way because it's bad because I feel as if it's making boxing seem illegitimate or just it's for entertainment, yes. But I feel like these celebrity boxing matches against actual fighters is indeed kind of making starting starting to kind of make a mockery of the sport of boxing unless you kind of get unless a celebrity gets in there and trains like logan paul actually did and you know fight and actually go you no know, tries his best you know and like it's exhibition matches eight round exhibition and you know you don't necessarily have to buy it but i don't think that the the argument that boxing is dead has been going on for maybe roughly the past, past 10 years and as a boxing fan, I say hell no. And I like me personally. I like boxing over MMA. Other people have their preferences, but I just I've I've always watched. I mean, I wouldn't say I've always watched boxing, but if if there's any combat sport in which I will watch, it's been boxing. I watch UFC too. Well, I mean UFC and MMA, and that's the difference. That's another difference I'm gonna talk about in the cons actually. Um, 
But the con, oh yeah, another con, like I said, is that other fighters, actual fighters, aren't getting that kind of publicity. You know what I mean? But that kind of leads to the good of it, okay? And the good of it will be that these fighters will hopefully get more publicity for fights. You know what I mean? Other than like, unless they're just fighting these celebrity fights and whatnot. But these like actual fighters who dedicate their life to this shit will actually now get more recognition for what they do. And I saw an, a freezing cold take. And this here's where we're getting to the cons. And here's where I had a lot to say. Um, a freezing cold take this morning from someone from Barstool Sports. Barstool, you, you're all right sometimes. And other times, you're way off. But this was the absolute stupidest. And this is from Casey Smith. Uh... At Barstool Sports, Cancer Survivor. Okay, good. Hey, shout out to you. Beat cancer. Fuck cancer. Uh, Aggie. Okay. I talk about football a lot. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Okay. All right. Now, let me tell you what she said. So, she said, we can all admit it. At Dana White killed boxing. UFC is so superior, it's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck no. Hell no, man. Look, okay. Let me explain to you something, okay? First of all, there's no way UFC can take out the whole sport of boxing because UFC is just UFC is just one promotion. Okay, there are multiple multiple promotions of boxing: Top Rank Boxing, Golden Boy Boxing, and then not only that. Until I see a UFC fight on Showtime, all right, I don't want to hear nothing. Okay. HBO, Showtime, no, no, I see the pay-per-view, the pay-per-view buys, yes, but on HBO and Showtime, no, the, the UFC, UFC is nowhere near boxing, okay, especially, and you can, you cannot tell me UFC killed, Dana White killed boxing when boxers make 10, 20 times what UFC fighters do, okay? Now, this is the this is what the main topic of the podcast was going to be about, actually, and how much fighters actually get paid. So, I was reading about the, the recent fight in which, you know, the, just the, happened last night with Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. I want to say that, so from what I was reading earlier, and this was off of, uh, let's see. This was from, oh, here we go. Logan Paul, Floyd Mayweather purse. So, the purse, I believe, was... Hmm. I think I want to say that Logan Paul got 250k for showing up to the fight, and then got 10% of the pay-per-view buys, which I don't know how many pay-per-view buys were there were. Oh, okay, yeah. So here it is. It said so according to a free report from SportingFree.com, Paul is, and this is off of SportingNews.com. According to a free report, uh, a report from SportingFree.com. Paul is expected to receive a 250000 base salary plus 10% of pay-per-view shares. The YouTube star suggested in a mail of an interview with TMZ that he can make as much as 20 mil from the fight. Based on his estimation in Sporting Freeze report, that would mean the fight rakes in at least $200 million in pay-per-view, in pay-per-view dollars. So how much it will Floyd Mayweather earn versus Logan Paul? Now, <laughs> it's a reason they call Floyd Mayweather Money Mayweather, okay? And another thing, I'm, I'm going to get off topic again real quick. Floyd Mayweather as a boxer is, uh, it's people, it's, it's hit or miss for some people. Um, to me, he embodies everything there is about being a boxer. Or the the entire sport of boxing is down, comes down to one rule. 
hit and don't get hit. And Floyd Mayweather does that better than any fucking body, okay? he He's accurate with his punches and does not get hit. People call it running, whatever. No, he actually listened to what the fuck. He, he understands. He read the fucking rubric, and he understands the fucking assignment, all right? The assignment is to hit and not get hit and get out of there with a win. That's it, okay? Everybody loves to see knockouts. Trust me. Tr- I mean, that's, why, that's probably why UFC... It was gaining, like, a lot of momentum at one point because the knockout submission. There's so many different ways that a fight can go in UFC that, you know, it's just the excitement level is up there because there's different styles of there's, there's wrestlers, boxers, kickboxers, um, jiu-jitsu, um, actual martial artists, too. And so it's really, it's really interesting to watch uh, UFC, but... People are saying that they don't like Floyd Mayweather, and I mean, hey, go ahead. If you don't like Floyd Mayweather, cool. I mean, hey, that's, <laughs> he been, he been like a black superhero to me since I was like eight. I'll be real with you, but I mean, you have to watch. If you think if you think Floyd Mayweather can't fight, look up any of his fights before 2010, and look at look up his record. Okay, I think he has 25 of his Floyd Mayweather early 2000s. Floyd Mayweather was knocking brothers the fuck out. All right. I mean, p- people don't, people do not notice at all. People are like, oh, Floyd Mayweather runs, he's running, that's it. Go look up early Floyd, all right? When he was, when he, man, stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling y'all, but let's off track real quick. But yes, let me tell you Floyd Mayweather's purse, all right? And if Floyd Mayweather ain't making money, he's not doing it, okay? That's the only, <laughs> that's the only thing you can, you can know about Floyd Mayweather. There's one thing you can know about Floyd Mayweather, but so Sporty Free reported that Mayweather was guaranteed. 10 million in base salary. So just to get there and fight, it's 10 million in his pocket, all right? And 50% of all pay-per-view shares, mainly because he is the main promoter of his fights. And I'm going to get into promotion a little bit too, but right now, so Mayweather said, oh, here's it. So like like his opponent, Mayweather also speculated the amount of money he stood to make in, speculated on the amount of money he stood to make in the March 15th interview with Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. And so he said, I can fight a fighter right now and I can guarantee myself 35 mil. So I can probably make 50 mil for it's a regular fight. So me and Logan Paul can go out, entertain, have fun, make nine figures, 100 million or more. So 35 mil for 12 rounds or 100 million for six rounds. Big ass difference. And he was saying on the post on the post fight interviews, he said, I'm the when it comes to legal bank robbing, I'm the biggest. I'm the best at it. He said, Cause people always say they don't like me, but they continue to buy my fights. They continue to do interviews about me or they continue to talk about me. They continue to do articles about me, anything. I don't know these people. He said, they claim to not like my ass. What the fuck does that got to do with me? I got one hundred million dollars for just fighting somebody. I'm good. So. Now, so the card was, <laughs> okay, I'll talk about, so Chad John, Chad Ochocinco was on the <laughs> undercard, and if there's any athlete who is just, aside from being an athlete, is just one of my favorite personalities, it's gotta be Chad Ochocinco, he's just, he's a crazy, he's crazy as fuck, but he's honestly, as an entertainer, and He's honestly a fun dude. You know what I'm saying? I've never been around the dude, but I bet you it would be a fucking blast. Um, but let me just tell you, like, Mayweather's fighting against Marcos Maidana, okay? When I tell you about Floyd Mayweather, how much money Floyd Mayweather makes, all right? So Mayweather versus Maidana payout, okay? It's just a payout, okay? So, he made... 
a base salary of that fight in 20, that was 2014, I believe, 2013, 2014. His base salary of even getting in the ring, okay, was a cool 32 million, okay? So, and Madonna made three, okay? And so, yeah, Floyd Mayweather roughly, he made roughly $888,000 per minute that fight, okay? Uh, there's actually a picture that actually shows it, believe it or not. And, um, let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah, here we go. So, yeah, Floyd Mayweather's payout for Madonna fight. So, the, to show up, to just to show up, okay? Just for, just for the actual being in the ring, okay? Just for the 36 minutes that he was in the ring. He made 14000 per second, $888,889 per minute, $2,666,667 per round, and $32 million just for fighting the whole 10 rounds. Plus the pay-per-view buys, plus all his endorsement deals, plus... Uh, it, it's stupid. It's literally stupid. And that's all for just literally maybe the one to two nights out of the year that he goes out and fights. That is insane, okay? That is insane money we're talking about, people. But, but yeah, no, Jake Paul did say, he said, you know, now that I'm making this kind of money, he said, hopefully now fighters can get that kind of money too. Which then brings me back to that girl's tweet about how UFC is superior to boxing, which, again, shut the fuck up, because if you know, okay, there's a reason why the top UFC fighter at the time, i.e. Conor McGregor, Went to go box, okay? He did not go... He, did, he left the MMA to box. And now you want to sit here and say that UFC killed boxing when your fighters will literally go over and box. Ben Askren, okay? Tyron fucking Woodley wants to go box now because they know they will make way more money than they do in UFC. And that's one thing Dana White's been getting knocked on, actually, is how much UFC fighters actually do make. And this is going to be actually surprising for some people because it is, it's, it's shit, honestly. Um, so, I was reading, like, I was doing a lot of reading earlier about this, and I think John Jones, highest UFC payout, okay? John Bones Jones, one of the greatest UFC fighters, arguably, arguably the greatest UFC fighter of all time, or... I, I don't know you say MMA because there's so many different MMA promotions. And that's another thing. Like I said, there's Bella, she said UFC killed boxing. How is one promotion of U, of mixed martial arts going to kill boxing or kill a whole sport at that? Because you have Bellator MMA. You have, There's so many different promotions of, of fighting that there's no, no. And not even that, just no, just no overall. But so John Jones pay-per-view fight. So, John Jones' biggest pay-per-view fight, that's, okay. So, I told you Floyd Mayweather, for one fight, made $32 million, right? In John Jones' 26 MMA matches, he's only made 10. And Floyd Mayweather just made 10. Floyd Mayweather made that for fighting a celebrity last night for eight rounds. It's crazy, people. It is legit. Like, so... Let me keep going, all right? So, let's see. All right, here's another telltale sign, all right? John Jones' first fight in the UFC, he only made $12,000. Okay? He earned his only loss, he earned in 2009, uh, he earned $20,000, okay? And this one, I believe, had the whole... And this is, They have actually fallen out. Um, 
John Jones and Dana White, the owner of uh, president of USC, have actually fallen out. Yes, this is right here. So this is off of sportskeeda.com. So John Jones is continuously falling out with USC president Dana White, insisting with the promotions boss that he deserves a higher purse for his performances, which I think so as well. Because like I said earlier, these dudes are cr- they're crazy as shit, but they're doing this to their bodies for the entertainment of other people too. Not only that, but they're also doing it because, like I said, they're crazy as shit. So, so the latest installment of the dispute, John Jones is threatening to not accept, accept fighting Francis Ngannou for the UFC fight heavyweight title fight if the company does not increase the payment. So John Jones said, I've been talking about getting paid more for over a year now, and it has nothing to do with Francis winning the belt. So I fear no man. I've been beating up on heavyweight since I was a skinny kid. Gain all the side and strength just suddenly be afraid? Sure, let's switch the narrative. Um, but no, I 100, 110% agree. And the fact that Dana White makes so much money off of UFC and these fighters, I mean, bottom card fighters get maybe, if, if you lose in the bottom card too, if you win the bottom card, you get maybe... Mm, I think you, make, you get bonuses and everything, but still, if you're on the lower spectrum of UFC, you're making, you're not making more than maybe twenty thousand a fight. I think um, twenty thousand, maybe fifty. I don't, I really don't know. Um, but it's not, it's low. Like I said, John, if John Jones's first fight, he only made twelve thousand. And you gotta keep in mind that for UFC fighters, everything, the guys that train them, their dietitians, rent. The flight, every, hotel rooms, they pay literally everything out of their pockets, okay? So you take what they make from the fight, in which they trained and paid all these people, and dietitians, everything. They trained and paid all these people, okay, to go out there and fight. Now, they got to pay all those people back, okay? Off of the little 12000 they just made, in which they have to pay all of them back, but they also have to live themselves, okay? And if you look, if you crunch the numbers, it's just... If you crunch the numbers from how many people, how big UFC is, and how many pay-per-view buys they get, and how much money boxers and other athletes get in other sports, there is absolutely no reason why UFC fighters should be making, I say pennies, but I mean, if you look at the disparity between other, between other sports and other promotions, it's, it's insane. And if we can go back and look as well, so, alright, for instance, we'll have to talk about right here, okay? Conor McGregor. So Conor McGregor, the biggest UFC star, the biggest star in the UFC. Everybody knows who Conor McGregor is, right? He only made five million plus a piece of pay-per-view sales for his last fight against Dustin Poirier in January 2020. So yeah, so John Jones. Okay, so John Jones paid per fight record. So first fight was twelve thousand. Second fight we made fourteen thousand. UFC one hundred and oh nine, he made nine thousand. Oh, eighteen thousand. Excuse me. Um, UFC Live, he made 90000 with the win. Um, okay, so look. So he got 20000 to show, 20000 for a win bonus, and $50,000 for the knockout of the night bonus. So a- along with incentives, yes. But, I mean, if you're not getting those incentives, you're not really making shit. But so UFC 126, his win over Ryan Bader. Oh, wait, no, okay, no. 2010, his win over Vladimir Mas. I'm not trying to pronounce that. Um, Forty-six thousand, and he made twenty-three to show, twenty-three to win. And then Ryan Bader. Okay, I'm gonna skip to the. I'm gonna skip to the money fights, okay? Because he went on this. He went on a run from 2011 to roughly 2013, where he fought a. If you talk about at the time, 
who was the top UFC fighters in the world. And when, for me, was really when UFC was probably one of his most exciting times, other than right now. But um, when, I mean, the names, you know, you knew who everybody was in UFC. At least I did back then. But he, uh, his win over Shogun was 114,000, 70 to show, 70,000 to win. Uh, his win over Rampage Jackson in 2011, uh, 275,000. 200,000 to show, 75,000 for the fight of the night bonus. Um, his win over Lyoto Machida uh, made 40, 475,000. 400,000 to show, and 75,000 for the night bonus. His win over Rashad Evans was 400,000 at UFC in 2012. His win over Vitor Belfort was 465,000. 400,000 to show, and 65,000 for submission of the night bonus. His win over Chael Sonnen in 2013 was 400,000. And his win over Alexander Gustafson was 450000 400000 to show and 50000 for Fight of the Night. And, alright, so just as another comparison, his win over Daniel Cormier in 2015, he made 550000 that night, Fight of the Night bonus and 500000 to show. And his other, his no contest with Daniel Cormier, he made 580000 And so I think after the Cormier fight, I don't think he made less than five hundred k for a fight. But still, when you have, I mean, hell, if you look at, I mean, if you look at just games, I mean, NFL games, I mean, NFL players make more than UFC fighters per game, you know? I mean, shit, baseball players, uh, basketball, anything, really. Like, like I just said, boxing. I mean, Floyd Mayweather made, for the time he was in the ring for a fight back in 2013, okay? And just, I guess, as another comparison, all right? His Maidana fight was 2013, 2014, something like that, all right? Now, Floyd Mayweather, in, in the same time, he made $32 million for the 36 minutes of him just being in the ring. At the same time, John Jones, the top fighter in UFC, made 450000 for the entire... 400000 just to show, and then 50000 excuse me, for the fight of the night bonus. So... The disparity is there, obviously, and like I said, I mean, it's one not it's a it's a call to Dana White to pay your pay your fighters, pay the guys who are making you all this money. You know what I mean? Um, and hopefully, fighters can will be able to go and fight in other. I, I actually don't know the rules of UFC because I wanted to bring in the fact that when it comes to the business aspect of all this fighting and boxing, MMA, and I'll talk about it too, WWE. They are all, and essentially, they're all the same business and more or less the same product, okay? And I'll explain how. Now, of course, MMA and boxing have the distinct difference in which these are a non-scripted, well, these are non-scripted, you know, best man versus best man, you know, actual will of, you know, will versus will, you know? And, um... The difference is that you know you can lose them. You, you can lose a fight and not you're not expecting you're not no, go, you're going in that fight not knowing who's gonna win. You know what I mean? You have the idea that you're gonna win in your head, but I mean you obviously don't know who's gonna win. But with WWE, and like I said, I, I'm a professional wrestling fan. I, I've said it on the podcast. I have a podcast about professional wrestling actually. And the thing when it comes to professional wrestling is that I say it's more or less the same thing because of the business of pr- promotion. Okay. Now, Vince, there's a reason Vince McMahon is a billionaire, okay, off of guys who were quote-unquote scripted fight. Well, it's a quote-unquote fake fighting, but scripted fighting. There's a reason he's a billionaire off of that, all right? Because he hit a, and that's the thing, they, these sports hit a weird niche 
in society in which people want to see people get beat up. I don't know why, but but no. Back to what I was talking about when when it, the, the business is more or less the same because all Vince McMahon wants to do is get people to watch his events. That's it. All Dana White wants people to do, wants to do is get people to watch his events. All Floyd Mayweather, Oscar De La Hoya, all these big name promoters do is to get people to watch their events, okay? And they try to piece it together within... Now, Dana White has power behind... He has a lot of power because of UFC president, but he has a lot of the say-so in what goes on in UFC and who gets the... No, who gets the... Uh, who Who's on the top of the card, who's on the bottom of the card, you know what I mean? Um, wins and losses obviously go far. Um, but other than that, you know, there, there's been guys who Dana White did not want as champion, you know what I mean? Same thing with wrestling. There are guys who, or same thing with professional wrestling. There are guys who Vince McMahon does not want as champion. You know what I mean? So that's why I say the the business is more or less the same. Um, and it's not even just me. I actually watched an interview with a guy who embodies this perfectly because I've been talking about people who've gone over and been boxing and done MMA, i.e., and like I said, the girl said earlier that on that tweet earlier that you know, a UFC killed boxing. Which, like I said, which is funny because I don't, why and how. Uh, it's funny to say that when there's three, there's literally three uh, MMA fighters who have gone to boxing and made way more money. And like I said earlier, Conor McGregor's $5 million purse he made from his highest fight against Dustin Poirier in 2020. Conor McGregor made $130 million to fight Floyd Mayweather, Okay. There's a reason Conor McGregor is not fighting UFC as much anymore, okay? It's because he's still sitting on that Floyd Mayweather money, all right? He's still sitting on that boxing money, okay? So if you want to sit in here and tell me that boxing is, well, that UFC kill or MMA kill boxing, get the fuck out of my damn face. Um, if anything, they both killed WWE because that the niche for WWE is slowly, slowly sliding away from society, more or less. They're actually more or less about to sell the company. But uh, just overall professional wrestling, there's not as big of a niche for it. It's such a 90s type shit that, you know, there's just not that kind of, not the kind of, um, not the kind of drive for it, I guess, for people to want to watch it, I guess. Or more, or less, no, again, it goes back to the product. And really, WWE has been, uh, when, in terms of WWE, they have two different shows. One show is completely ass. The other one is absolutely awesome. Um, but like I said, this is another thing is just like, if you don't, that's another thing in, in, entirely. If you don't like watching fake fake stuff, I guess um, you know you don't gotta watch. You don't gotta watch it. If you don't like watching boxing because it's boring, you don't gotta watch it. If you don't like watching UFC because like I don't think UFC is boring. I just think that if they're actually grappling and wrestling, okay, that's one thing. I will watch an actual like Olympic wrestling kind of thing. I'll watch that. But, you know, just a lot of times on the fence and just rap. Like, same thing with boxing. Wrapping each other up. and just there, there will be boring boxing fights. And there will be boring UFC matches. And there will be boring WWE wrestling matches, too. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, they're all trying to promote a product. And more or less the same product. You know what I mean? Um, like I said, the one guy I can use uh, for WWE and MMA, indeed, is Brock Lesnar. Okay? Brock Lesnar went from... Now, Brock Lesnar was... Now, first of all... I'm just going to talk about it right now. Brock Lesnar is one of the most freakish athletes in, to ever live, okay? To be that big and to be able to move like he does is just absolutely insane, okay? But another thing is that 
Brock Lesnar went from being a an NCAA wrestler, NCAA heavyweight champion wrestler, okay, to being a WWE fake fighting script scripted fighting wrestler, okay. And like I said, people call WWE fake. I, I call it scripted because these guys are the stunts they're doing are real as shit, and they're dangerous as shit. So. That's why I call it. That's why I say. That's why I don't like calling wrestling fake because what they're doing is not fake. The fight itself is scripted, and they know who who's gonna win in the outcome. But like I said, it's by no means at all fake. Um, especially you know these guys. Those guys get. I mean, you see the wear and tear on their bodies. That's probably another podcast I have to do um, on another time. But but yeah, Brock Lesnar went from UFC oh, wrestling, you know, collegiate wrestling to professional wrestling to then fighting UFC. And you could tell Dana White wanted Brock Lesnar to be the champion because not only that, Brock Lesnar just has a weird star power about him in which he doesn't have to do much. He just, you know, people are going to love him or hate him, and that's all you need him to do. He's going to go out there and do what he needs to do, you know. And I wouldn't fight the nigga. I mean, he's 265 pounds. Um, but, and like I said, he went from being a wrestler to then, an actual wrestler to being a professional wrestler to being a UFC heavyweight champion. And so, like I said, there's really no big difference. I mean, at least to him, there was no big difference. He said, "Shit, I do this, this, and that, and I can still, I can do whatever." And, but yeah, like I said, uh, the business is all more or less the same. Um, and like I said, it's it's all about money. It's all about money. You know, they're trying to get pay per view buys. They're trying to get people to watch their products. I'm trying to get people to listen to this podcast. Damn, let's come on out like shit. <laughs> I mean, I ain't trying too hard. I mean, people gonna listen regardless. I ain't gonna say that. I say that people like to listen to my podcast, but I really can't say much because I still haven't listened to one of these hoes. But anyways, that's my podcast for today. Um, hopefully, I gave out some good information. Hopefully, this was an interesting, interesting podcast. Excuse me, I need some water. But hopefully, this was an interesting podcast for people who are listening. Um. But yeah, um, I'm probably gonna talk about boxing a lot more because um, I I thought boxing was gonna go through a I still feel like boxing is gonna go through a renaissance again because I mean the amount of fighters in every division that you have now, especially in UFC too. UFC is getting really, really, really exciting. So I think combat sports overall is about to have a renaissance. I guess so. Be very, very interesting to see, and hopefully I can talk about it more on the podcast. So. But yeah, uh, this has been the KLBX Podcast, talking about MMA and combat sports and boxing and a little bit of professional wrestling. Um, follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. As always, follow me on Twitter as well at the CJack and be on the lookout for new podcasts. Yeah, nothing more, nothing less. So, until next time, y'all be good, y'all be safe, and.